Hello, I'm Ryan McBride, and this time on Crockpot, we have Mr. Erwin Sparks from the Hoosiers talking to us. This comes ahead of their performance at DCU's Freshers Ball. He speaks to me about being dropped by labels, life as an indie act, and releasing their new album, as well as stuff like Descending from the Heavens. I kid you not. Just enjoy. Right, Erwin. Uh, yeah, so you're going to uh, Dublin. Great, I'm I'm very glad to hear that because I wasn't I wasn't sure that it was um, it definitely been confirmed. So you've just confirmed. Have it I confirmed me. it? I I'm don't know. Happy. Maybe it's not confirmed. You've just confirmed <laughs> just, it. So this is great. <laughs> it showed up on the advertising anyway. Whatever, whatever happened. Brilliant. Um, well, that's a very good sign. It's always a good sign when they're already advertising it, and that they're advertising it at all. Actually. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know about that. We'll see what we'll see what happens anyway. But uh, I'll talk to you first about uh, The Secret Service, your new album. What can we expect when you release that on October 9th? Um, for the sky to grow dark and a mighty sound like roaring thunder and rushing water to just tear the earth asunder and suddenly, boom, there it will be, coming down, descending from heaven, our fourth album, our fourth studio album. I mean, you know, it's, it's harder and harder to do a, a sort of publicity stunt, but I think we've we've uh, we've managed it. We'll pull it off this time. Sounds glorious. Is it like the is it like in the Simpsons when they open the new mall and there's an angel? <laughs> it's exact. I, you can't go wrong. You had me at Simpsons. Pretty much, really, yeah. Simpsons. It works. It, yeah, exactly. Oh, I um, but oh yeah, and as well as that, I suppose you need an action. Do you need an actual answer as well? Uh, yeah, sure, give me an actual answer. That would be that would be pretty good. I'd appreciate okay. that. Okay. <laughs> well, you're getting a, a band who are actually getting their heads around what, what they're supposed to be doing now, um, rather than just uh, fecking about with it <laughs> for uh, the first three albums. We're, we're actually, you know, like in any other trade, people get better. That's kind of... Um, the way I, I think it should work as well with music. But, you know, obviously... Um, a lot of bands don't get that time to develop, but we we are for some strange reason still staying together after several albums and, and a number of years. So, yeah, you're getting a, a band that's still progressing and come grow with us, people. <laughs> so, do you think um, do you think the approach you guys took helped you out with regards to development and stuff? Like instead of sticking sticking to labels religiously and stuff like that, the, the approach you guys took that was more. Yeah, I mean, we we do have 100% artistic freedom um, with this record. And I mean, we're not, I mean, with that, we're still aware it's it's of knowing what the Hoosiers is and it, it's very melodically based. We have a number of other uh, musical projects that, that we're involved in that allow us to scratch other riches. But um, you kind of, we're aware that the Hoosiers, in order to carry on for us, to make it worthwhile, and that's that's a big part of it, we have to be, inspired by what we're doing and so what we're doing is uh is progressing and we're the sound is growing up with us um hmm. so you know if it stays still it'll just be redundant and boring for everyone and how do you know that it, well you know when you're road testing material and, mm. and you're hearing and you're trying to figure out is this the right sound and people like this or people you know reacting to this mm-hmm. yeah i mean no, uh, that's, sorry go on uh is that a pain in the ass whenever people are only asking for goodbye mystery and <laughs> stuff like that? Yeah, I think um, I think it really helps being having a modicum of self-awareness. And so we're, I'm, I'm kind of fine with that really because 
you, you know it's going to happen. And yeah, okay, it's not my favourite part of the show when you've just started and they're saying, play goodbye, Mr. A. You know you're going to play it. It's, it's all right, everyone. You know, just uh, <laughs> you, you kind of want the night Some to be a, a bit of a journey. But um, So you, you can put that in there. We will definitely play goodbye, Mr. A. So no one needs to waste their breath. Um, but, Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, but at the same time, you're aware that's why people are there at all. That's why you've sold tickets. It's because, really, it's because of the the big songs that people know. Yeah. Well, you play Freebird. I've got some requests. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, well, no, we, we still reserve the right to say no to requests. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. But like, um, when people say, well. People say after after maybe choices, which is, you know, really good song, but you went off the radar. But mm-hmm. is it a pain in the ass when people are asking you stuff like, "Oh, where'd you go?" and stuff like that? Um, it's it, like me yeah, right now. Uh, no, no. Do you know what? I'm what well, I relish the opportunity to answer it in this particular uh, on this platform. But usually, it's I mean, it's, it's a hard one because I I feel like that. I'm like, hey, welcome to that band that you know I like. Where did they go? Why did they stop? And it's funny because the question, the impetus is on the band. Like, what happened to you guys? Like, why did you decide to yeah. stop promoting your music? And, um, of course, usually, you know, it's in the case of what happened for us, it's the same that happens to so many bands, is that guy that signed us to the label, he exits, and then the bands that he signed tend to follow because the new people that come in, they want to give all the, the money and resources to their new acts because they, they don't benefit, they don't get anything, I guess, pride-wise, kudos, from having any, from a band that someone else has signed. So, um, yeah. you know, unless you, you're, you're lucky enough and, and you move quick enough to get a couple of albums out in your career, then, um, yeah, and, and we, we took too long as well to record that second album. Because you're you're touring, so when you're oh, you're right. and that hap- that happens so often yeah. as well. I mean, do you think labels take advantage of fledgling musicians and stuff like that? Um, well, I know they have a, and again, it's it's just a business model, and it's not. They don't mean to be, um, you know, uh, let's say yeah. unsupportive yeah. or malicious. I I, I think it's just what what makes money, and I I think even labels now they they expect to only have one album. Maybe if that they can push the band to release quickly a second one while they've got heat, they're fine. But usually, labels are, are already looking for the next thing. You know, even when someone's album is doing well, because it's it's so rare for any act to kind of capitalise and have a continued success. Yeah, uh, we're talking about labels here, and when your album "Illusion of Safety" had to be re-released and repackaged, mm-hmm. can you tell me a bit about that? That was yeah. Yeah, and that's, that's absolutely it. And I mean, I think it was an awareness there of, of Sony knowing that that we had sort of got a, maybe a little bit of a rough deal because um, they did something very rare, which was to give us the album back because they knew. I mean, they'd cut all of the, the marketing costs on it. So they'd taken the budget yeah. away. So it, it was a toothless campaign, really, after choices. Um that said, you know, and, and I mean, again, that was largely as well because I think Choices went to number 11, and so it was, was deemed to have not performed well. So if it had gone top 10, then they'd have been happy. So, you know, there's all these, these markers. But, um, you know, there's um, as well, 
yeah. Um, sorry, what was the question again? Oh yeah, yeah, the re-release. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was. Um, that, I mean, that was us trying the, the new business model, and again, we're we're very fortunate that only in the last few years we can really harness what what the potential of the internet and sell directly to our fan base, and and we're very fortunate enough to, to have a couple still, you know, that that are, are into us, and and so we're very keen on kind of on keeping our fans happy because they're our bosses. They're the reason we're still in semi-gameful employment. At the end of the day, they're always the ones in charge. Yeah. Really. yeah it's a, uh, so you feel the yeah. benefits of being independent, like creative control and relaxed deadlines and stuff like that out of way, the disadvantages anyway? Yeah, no, that's, that's, there's a lot to that. And, and also that, um, I mean, it, it, it means that the Hoosiers, it, I mean, it used to be our life and now there's, there's been a bit more room for balance and it's that's taken some getting used to as well, just adjusting. And I'm interesting reading this um, this article. I can't remember if it was Guardian or NME or something, but it was like ten bands from ten years ago, and just all of them there's that, that struggle to adjust because a band is just so consuming, and it, it's hard to see a world out of that. And it, you can live in this little bubble, and it's not. I don't, I don't think I was going to say not necessarily healthy. I'm not sure it's ever healthy. Yeah, kind of have a slightly distorted worldview if you take it seriously. You could just you could end up destroying yourself if uh, if you take it too seriously. Yeah, and I, and I don't just mean drink and drugs. I just mean that you can struggle to relate mm. as well. And you know, at the end of the day, this is it's, a, it's only rock and roll, right? <laughs> um, I'm going to ask you a totally random. Well, that's not random, but it's 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 kind of leaving the track that we were on. Whenever you heard the name Hosier. Were you pissed? <laughs> Not at all. Um, <laughs> no, no. Actually, I mean, especially because it's it's part of his actual name, isn't it? Yeah. Um, well, still. Yeah. No. Um. It was funny though. Our, our lawyer sent us. Uh, he sent me an email going. Oh, have you heard of um? Have you heard of this guy? And I was like, Yes. I said I. I went. I expect you to have um instigated legal proceedings by the time you finished reading the email. And uh, he, he emailed back, are you serious? Do you want me to? <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 don't. You know, it's silly. It's like, it's, like, it's his name. And um, I certainly don't think it's going to do him any, any favours and it certainly won't do us any harm. Exactly. And, uh, you know, and I, uh, all the best to him. We were thinking of covering uh, taking to church just to, just to make it more confusing. Yes, instead, we, we just use it as our entrance music now. Just to, and there's about seven percent of the audience that get it. That's fantastic. I would enjoy. I, you should do that in DCU. Oh, I'm sure we will. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and you guys seem like you guys seem like good enough crack to be good enough fun to be able to do this sort of uh, to do that sort of thing. Is that important that you come across that way, lighthearted and stuff? What, um, no, I mean it would never. It, it, I guess with, with all of it, it's got to be. It's like the audience will know, people know if if it's if it's real or not. So you you can't you can't try it if you're not if that's not how you actually are. And yeah, and if, I mean, there's part of it where we're very serious about the music and the music we make. And um and we, we admit, like looking back, you can see that doesn't always come across with the uh, the way that I guess all the, a lot of the videos and there there was a it was a big machine back then. And we're kind of, you know, we had a lot of fun. I don't regret anything in terms of it was great being 
wearing a lycra bodysuit and pretending to fly by Mr. A. That's definitely one to tick off. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think just being lighthearted is that we, we are actually really good friends. So you, you put us together and you've been in any interview situation or any videos that you're filming on tour or whatever, you're your mates, so you try and make each other laugh. It's just what you do. And that's kind of the core of the way you stayed together so long, really. I mean, it's definitely helped, but, but with that as well, it's helped having having our space as well, you know. Um, like any good marriage. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I guess it just comes from yeah, knowing each other and, and, and not being a mega dick as well, that helps. I'm sure plenty you've come across just a bit yeah, situations a bit like that, all right. Really. Um, uh, what would your inspirations be? Um, inspiration, what, what, in to, to start music or? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so a couple of things that made me want to start playing. There's a, I remember Money for Nothing had come out and uh, Back to the Future. I remember watching as a kid and I was just like, wow, okay, the guitar, yes, I like that. But, but really it was, um, I, I then would have given up, but then it was actually playing with a friend um, and he, he played keyboards and I played guitar and we were like 12 and that kind of saved it for me because I realized it was suddenly this playing on, on my own was just getting so boring but it is it is something that's communal something that's uh there's a yeah an air of um I suppose yeah camaraderie camaraderie I suppose that that was really attractive it was like hanging out and before I was too old to drink you know it was something else to do yeah, that's that's grand. Thanks very much for the interview. Anyway. No worries. No worries. Thank you very much. Man. Thanks very much to Irwin for being game for the interview. And you can see him and the rest of the band in DCU's Freshers Ball on the 23rd of September. The accompany acts like the academic and the academies that night. He's been Irwin Sparks from the Hoosiers. I've been Ray McBride. And this, as always, has been Track Thanks for listening.